Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to Real Vision's Crypto Unwrapped, where we cut through the noise and the hype and take a look at the stories that underlie the crypto markets. Uh, I'm Ash Bennington, Real Vision's senior crypto editor. With me today are Tasha Che, founder of Tasha Labs, and Katie Talati, director of research at ARCA, the crypto asset management firm. Please send us your questions. You can do it on our Pro Crypto Discord server, the Real Vision Exchange, our website, YouTube, or Twitter. We want to hear from you. Uh, first, let's talk a little bit about price action here at the top of the show. Uh, Bitcoin dipping above and below the $20,000 mark. Again, uh, obviously breaking news here to talk about today. Court in the British Virgin Islands has ordered Three Arrows Capital into liquidation. Uh, this comes in a moment, obviously, when we're seeing some challenges across the macro space with the Fed withdrawing liquidity, tightening rates, uh, beginning to unwind the balance sheet, uh, and otherwise depressing risk asset prices, especially crypto, uh, which many investors view to be very far out on the risk uh, asset curve. Glassnode has been calling this the worst crypto bear market uh, in history, and that's based on several technical uh, analysis metrics, such as the 200-day uh, moving average. I wanted to bring in our guests, Katie and Tasha, to talk about all of this. Lots happening in crypto markets right now, a series of challenges facing the space. Uh, first, we had the Luna collapse, uh, Celsius gating client funds, Voyager digital cutting withdrawal limits, 3AC's insolvency now, and now uh, additional challenges over at CoinFlex. Guys, jump in, talk a little bit about your overall impressions of what's happening uh, in the space, your general sense of what's happening right now. Uh, first to you, Katie. Thanks for having me, Ash. Uh, I mean, look, ever since Luna, I feel like it's just been kind of like one domino effect after another. You know, it's the knock-on effects of what, I mean, would be considered like a leveraged unwind. There were so many lenders that, you know, they were loaning out money to each other. They were kind of reliant on each other for either liquidity, um, for growth. And, you know, like, you know, one one small uh, or I guess one kind of a project collapsing, like I said, it's had all these impacts on first on Celsius, on DeFi, on, um, you know, 3AC, on BlockFi, on, you know, and then it's, it's just kind of led to this contagion um, effect. Um, you know, we've heard of a ton of different insolvencies just outside of these big few, including within, you know, Bitcoin miners. Um, now, you know, the last few days, CoinFlex has come out of the woodwork. Um, obviously, we'll talk about it later, but there's rumored to be even more uh, insolvencies and announcements to come. So, uh, you know, this is just, I would say, leverage being wiped out of the system, which could be a good thing long term. Uh, Tasha, over to you. General impressions, overall sense of what's happening in crypto and digital asset markets right now. Yeah, so like you said earlier, uh, this is uh, you know largely triggered by the macro landscape of drastic changing and Fed tightening that is uh, pushing down all the risk assets. And a while ago, I posted on Twitter that if you look at uh, the impact of Luna, 
the important like the size of Luna relative to the relative to the crypto system. Luna going bust is like equivalent to like a five or six top U.S. banks going bust. That kind of impact would have to the U.S. banking system. So um, um, my point at the time is like this uh, Luna going bust is going to trigger a bunch of, uh, you know, domino effects. And uh, we've been still seeing that over the past a month or so, um, including all the, you know, Celsius and the three AC are the latest ones. And, uh, you know, uh, the funding into the fiat funding into the crypto market has been, uh, you know, consistently going down, uh, which you can one way to measure it is to look at uh, U.S. stablecoin growth that, that are actually, you know, the stablecoin that are actually backed by U.S. assets, U.S. dollar assets, which are USDC and USDT. So the growth rate right now is pretty much flat compared to last year, which, you know, you know, it's uh, it's been going down a lot, like relatively speaking over the past few months. And uh, in line with it is, is the DeFi TVL growth is now going into the negative territory. And um, I think right now, um, you know, like Katie said, the market is uh, uh, it, it's, it's on edge in terms of, uh, you know, how many more skeletons are in the closet still uh, in, in, in regard to, you know, these uh, liquidations and insolvencies that, you know, we have a, a few larger ones uh, already come out, but how many are still in hiding and people don't know about that. And that is, uh, I think, uh, you know, make the market uh, very hesitant in terms of whenever you hear a bit of, uh, you know, worse news, bad news comes out, it's going to trigger some uh, price actions to the downside. Uh, Boytash, I'm struck by several things that you said there. First, uh, this notion that Luna is the equivalent of multiple banks collapsing uh, in the TradFi system. Those are sobering remarks. Uh, but also the chart that you showed I thought was quite interesting. Uh, this idea that stable coins are now um, a, a greater percentage of the market in DeFi in terms of TVL other than coins, uh, rather than coins, I should say, uh, that actually are generating yield. That's a pretty striking environment. Yeah, that that was that chart was a more of a measuring, you know, how much funding like fiat funding is flowing into crypto market as measured by stablecoin market caps that are backed by U.S. dollar assets. So you can see a close correlation of that between between that and the DeFi TVL and also the crypto uh, total crypto market caps. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah. Could you, could you not argue, Tasha, though, that, um, and I'm just curious, I don't look at this metric quite as often, but as asset prices have trended lower, that their USD value is lower, and therefore that's why the stablecoin supply is contracted? Or is it um, is it simply because you think people are actually redeeming their stablecoins? Yeah, so, it, it, you know, uh, for, for the stablecoin, uh, uh, you know, growth, like, uh, uh, gross uh, market capital go down, you will have to have people redeeming, right? So right now, uh, we are kind of, uh, you know, USDT has been down uh, like uh, over over 10 billion or so compared to, to a couple months ago. 
And uh, there will also a period of, you know, uh, you know, uh, market cap going down for USDC as well, though recently it's been more stabilized. But so you, you can see the clear, you know, redemption from from just from the market cap. Yeah, I would also say, like, I feel like a lot of people have been trying to take a bank run at Tether, especially um, there's been a lot of, again, like we talked about contagion risks. Um, and obviously, everybody always, you know, comes back to the is Tether fully backed, <laughs> you know, the age old question. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think, you know, that they're, they're, they're always constantly whenever there's like market instability dealing with the that potential scenario. Um, it's, it's odd, I guess, though, to see, you know, USDC, which is considered a, you know, safer equivalent. Um, although, you know, they basically have the exact same function. Yeah, but even USDC market cap is no longer going up over there. Uh, you, uh, yeah, you, over the past uh, couple months. So, yeah, this is the age-old question about the about the backing of uh, of tether assets. Uh, every time that there is a downturn in the market, the tether bears come out uh, and make the case. Uh, we've never seen it uh, materially break the buck. Uh, so that, of course, is something that remains to be seen, right? Yeah, I do not have any, you know, insider information on this. So, you know. Uh, uh, I do. I do not have an opinion about about USDT. I think it's uh, you know everybody's a judgment call. If you don't feel comfortable with USDC, then don't hold it. So. Yeah, I wanted to just go through a couple of the other stories uh, that are happening here. Obviously, uh, there are a lot of moving parts in this market. Many stories unfolding. Uh, so one of the stories that came out yesterday was an interview that Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, the CEO of FTX, uh, did with Forbes, in which he said some third-tier exchanges are quote uh, secretly insolvent. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried uh, is one of the richest men in crypto. In addition to being the CEO of FTX, he also manages uh, Almeda Research. Uh, further on the Sam Bankman-Fried point, uh, we should say that he's offered revolving lines of credit, I think $250 million to, uh, to BlockFi, $500 million to Voyager Digital, which is also another shop that I mentioned at the top of the show that's been in the mix for some time uh, after limiting uh, their withdrawals. Uh, Voyager, in this sort of interconnected ecosystem that we're talking about, has issued a notice of default to 3AC, that's Three Arrows Capital, uh, on assets worth $670 million. Obviously, a lot of things happening in this space. H how do you guys think about this? How do you process all of this information? How do you contextualize it uh, and try and get a sense of what's happening in the crypto ecosystem overall? Uh, I was going to say, I mean, I think one thing to kind of frame this as is, um, you know, a lot of people love to paint SBF as, you know, uh, the savior of crypto, which indeed he is being here, but I would not say that his, you know, intentions are 100% altruistic. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, SBF runs a exchange and the entire exchange business right now is based off of the participation of retail and, you know, kind of the, that group in the market. And if that group has, you know, no, doesn't have confidence, in you know basic products on the lending and the exchange side they're not going to want to return to the market after you know prices recover and so you know in a sense he is offering these lifelines to projects or to companies where he does see the value in kind of supporting them uh for his own business and the own his own uh, value in uh the equity of his own company and i think that's really important to keep in mind is that you know somebody kind of had to step in um within our system and bail people out in a sense um, or risk, uh, you know, further contagion um, and just, you know, retail uh, walking away forever. Um, I also think it'll probably help in the long term on a, you know, potential regulatory side. 
um, that you know these businesses didn't go completely out of business um, or weren't completely insolvent, uh, as it would force you know regulators to step in to protect consumers, especially since you know Block Five Voyager very retail focused businesses. Well, I was going to say, does anyone in finance ever do anything for purely altruistic reasons? Uh, in a certain sense, this. <laughs> This reminds me of the of the bankers panic of 1907. Uh, J.P. Morgan engineering a, a bailout uh, of some of the fellow bankers to keep Wall Street solvent. Uh, Tasha, I'm curious. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, you know, and, and well, regardless of uh, what the motivation is, uh, it's it's good to see that the ecosystem is sort of uh, you know finding its own organizing principles. Uh, um, you know, in, 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 in the downtrend in the bear market, uh, it's a good opportunity um, for uh, players that has the cash position to, to pick up distressed assets on chief, right? So if, if you have uh, actually a uh, optimistic view about the space in the long term, so I think that is uh, part of what's happening, including also, you know, Goldman is, uh, I read some news that they are, you know, trying to scoop up some assets from Celsius, right? So um, in this uh, kind of market, uh, whoever uh, has cash, if you have the uh, foresight to, to be conservative uh, in your asset positions uh, in the in the bull market, then now you're in a good position to to actually, you know, uh, scoop up some assets on cheap, and also on the bigger picture, you are helping to stabilize the market uh, out of your. At, even though you're acting out of your self-interest. So I think this is playing out beautifully. Um, and uh, the, the the message on the macro level is, uh, you know, uh, people with cash, they're still optimistic about space in the long term. That's why they're scooping up assets. So good thing. Yeah, yeah well I would said. totally agree. Please. Yeah, very, uh, very optimistic outlook for the space and definitely a change from what we saw in the last couple cycles or even the last time there were like insolvencies or hacks with, you know, projects like Bitfinex or even Mt. Gox going really far back. Yeah, some important history and context on the space. I just wanted to add a couple of other stories that are happening out there. Obviously, as we said at the top, lots of moving parts. Uh, FTX is also reportedly looking to buy Robinhood, uh, the retail uh, brokerage platform whose shares jumped uh, on that news. Uh, the CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, has denied any interest uh, in M&A with Robinhood, but has confirmed that they want to explore a partnership uh, with Robinhood. Also in the news, uh, Coinbase stock is crashing after downgrade by Goldman Sachs. Uh, and as you said, reports that Goldman is looking at potentially buying assets uh, from Celsius, which has gated client funds. Katie, I, Tasha, you know, obviously these are a lot of stories, lots of things happening. Uh, again, how do we contextualize it? Any thoughts on any of those points? Yeah, I think it makes sense, uh, you know, uh, uh, for, for, for FTX. Uh, uh, they're in a, you know, uh, good uh, position in, in terms of profitability. I, I think uh, Sam, he, uh, I, I read that the FTX has been uh, profitable over the um, last uh, 18 month or so and uh, they are uh you know being being conservative in in, in terms of uh, their 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 cash spend and uh, they are obviously uh running a good profitable business model and the next step seems to be um getting more into the traffic space by offering you know stocks uh tradings and so on and so forth so um partnering with uh, with robin hood uh you know seems seems like uh, a, a Promising approach, given that Robinhood has the distribution and access to retail investors, and that has been 
um, sort of thought that um, the, the, the aspect that FTX traditionally has not been most focused on because they're more has been traditionally geared towards the more sophisticated, uh, you know, semi-professional traders. So maybe they're now, you know, in the position or thinking of expanding to more uh, retail. And this is uh, this is a distribution channel they are looking at. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, definitely. Especially with, um, you know, FTX US, I know, has been making a big push with their derivatives exchange, um, their NFT marketplace. Obviously, they've been doing, you know, a lot of marketing to the US markets with the MLB um, and, you know, the Miami Heat Stadium. So um, it makes makes sense that they would want to get distribution from one of the largest, you know, uh, US trading apps. So another story that I wanted to touch on uh, is CoinFlex. CoinFlex uh, also halted customer redemptions uh, on June 23rd, uh, just a few days ago. I should say uh, CMO of CoinFlex, Leslie Lamb, is a frequent contributor uh, on this show, Crypto Unwrapped. Uh, The CEO, Mark Lamb, who is uh, married to Leslie Lamb, has confirmed the halt in redemptions uh, and is due uh, due to a CoinFlex account holder going into default so the CEO revealed on Twitter uh, the account holder is Roger Ver, an early Bitcoin investor. Uh, Bloomberg has also reported it. Um, and so obviously lots happening in this story. Incredibly, uh, incredibly dynamic, uh, fluid situation. Uh, I'm curious if you guys have any thoughts about what's happening uh, in on CoinFlex. I, I think, uh, you know, um... It, from from a macro point of view, um, this is uh, one example of uh, you know uh, a a a, um, uh, a a space that is in the early stage of development. Uh, you know, a emerging financial sector that is completely unregulated, and you have these uh, you know private agreements uh, with uh, one or two large clients. Uh, that may or may not be prudent uh, in hindsight that but because of uh, completely lack of regulations in the space uh, you know anybody can sign any contracts and uh, uh, you can and and also that you know also a, another reflection is is the huge large use of uh, of le- uh, you know leverage in the space uh, if we had uh, regulations similar to the banking sector regulations uh, uh, we probably would 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 have seen much less uh, volatilities uh, right now. So um, I think this is something that uh, regulators are gonna look into uh, pretty soon going forward uh, because of the these uh, recent events. Yeah, I should also say uh, Mark Lamb has said that Ver owns uh, Coinflex forty seven million dollars worth of US. DC. Uh, in an interview with Bloomberg, Ver said he doesn't owe uh, CoinFlex anything. Ver later said on Twitter uh, that rumors, quote, uh, that rumors he defaulted on a debt to a counterparty are false without naming 
uh, CoinFlex directly. So important to get out uh, Mr. Ver's statement on this. Uh, I should add, CoinFlex CEO is scheduled to speak to me uh, on Real Vision tomorrow. That's Thursday, live at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so obviously many things happening in this space, still a flexible story, still very fluid and still very early on uh, in the process of that story. Uh, you know, as we talk about this space, uh, obviously the metric that many people are looking at uh, is price. One of the big questions remaining uh, is when or if Bitcoin has hit bottom. Uh, I spoke with Rect Capital, a technical analysis, an analyst in the crypto space. Here's what he had to say. So if we look at the macro triangle of today, so to speak, we still need to see that generational bottom form after downtrend acceleration. And we also need to see that sideways period of consolidation for multiple months. And just based on the positioning of the black diagonal downtrending resistance for this triangle, it could take a long time for not only both these phases to complete, of course, the bottoming phase, the ex uh, acceleration in the downtrend takes uh, not too much time at all, but it's the consolidation that lasts the longest. So after that bottoming out, we're, we're going to see multiple months of sideways price action until we finally reach that diagonal resistance for a breakout into a new macro uptrend. So Rex Capital is saying we still need to see that generational bottom. Obviously, lots to work here uh, and from a fundamental analysis perspective, from a technical analysis perspective, and from a news flow perspective. Talking of the news flow perspective, I wanted to talk about stories we don't have time to talk about, uh, but that you need to know. Uh, here's mine. MicroStrategy has announced another $10 million of purchase uh, in Bitcoin. Obviously, not a huge amount uh, for MicroStrategy, but still something of a statement that they are still purchasing uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Katie, uh, any thoughts from you about stories we don't have time to talk about, but that you need to know? Sure. Um, so Solana announced last week that they're going to be developing a smartphone to speed Web3 adoption. It's going to be called the Saga phone um, or Sega phone. And the phone basically will have, you know, private risk key management um, ability to, you know, access the Solana network um, and supposedly should be very mobile friendly for accessing the Solana network. Uh, you know, I think this will be really good for uh, getting more uh, retail users into Web3 in the long run. Yeah, I find this story absolutely fascinating myself and actually just kind of cool uh, technically and in terms of the implementation. Uh, Tasha, over to you. Final thoughts, final story that we don't have time to talk about. All right, here's a fun piece from me. Binance uh, has uh, announced a, a partnership for NFT. Uh, with uh, a soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo to publish uh, his own collection uh, will be released uh, later this year. So, uh, you know, NFT market is down, but people are still active. Yes. Uh, Tasha, Katie, thank you so much, both of you, to joining us in this show. Uh, really incredible conversation. Lots going on, lots to talk about. I hope to have you both back uh, on this show soon. Thank you again. Thanks, Ash. Thanks for having us, Ash. That's it for this week's show. Remember, you can keep the conversation going in the comment section on the exchange and on our pro Discord server. If you're looking for more crypto content, Joey Krug of Pantera Capital sat down with our own Maurice Siebert. Uh, that airs on Friday on the Real Vision Network, free for all Real Vision crypto subscribers. See you all next week live on Crypto Unwrapped.